Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, go with me in your Bible this morning to the 14th chapter of John's Gospel. Back on June the uh, yeah, June the 7th, I introduced this subject on who is the Holy Spirit. We skipped a couple of weeks and ministered along some different lines. Then I came back to it last Sunday, last Sunday morning and last Sunday night. And uh, in the 14th chapter, we'll read the, the text here. And then we'll come back and make uh, some comments about it. In uh, the 14th chapter, like I said, in verse number... Let's look at verse number 16. He said, I will pray the Father. This is, of course, Jesus speaking. I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it see, neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Now, We talked about the fact that this word helper in the older King James, as Jesus said, the way it's translated, I will will give you another uh, comforter. And there's really a sevenfold definition of that word in the Greek. It's uh, parakletos. And it means comforter, counselor, uh, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. It has all of those meanings. And so the King James, the older King James, just translated it comforter. But Greek scholars tell us, you know, that, that that's only one aspect of it. But one of those is, is uh, the meaning of helper. And most Greek scholars agree that helper is really a better translation. If you're just going to choose one of those, it would be Helper. Because the, because the Holy Spirit is one that's been called along to, to, to be at our side and then to be in us and to help us. Amen. And we pointed out, and we won't go over a lot of this again, but just mention it. We pointed out that Jesus said that I will pray the Father and he will, he will send you another helper. We pointed out the fact that this was a very uh, surgical term, a very uh, specific and very technical use of the word another, and it, and it especially means another of the same kind. You see, Jesus had been their helper. He had been their comforter. He had been their counselor. He had been their helper. He had been their advocate, their intercessor, their strengthener, their standby. Everything they needed in life, Jesus supplied that to them. They looked to him for everything. And Jesus said, I'm going to pray the Father, and he's going to send you another helper just like me. Glory to God. We pointed out the fact that Jesus, the help that Jesus provided, the wisdom he provided when they need, when they needed wisdom, when they needed an answer to a complex question, when they didn't know what to do or, or, or what was going to happen, Jesus was able to provide that wisdom to them. They they only perceived him as the son of God 
and, and a miracle man and, and endowed with all of this power, but they didn't really see behind the scenes where the, what the source of this power was, what the source of this wisdom was. They were focused on him. What they didn't realize is that in himself, Jesus said, said this uh, actually himself. He said, I can do nothing of myself. I can do nothing. Now, Jesus is God. We know that. He was God. He was deity. But we know that he laid aside his power and glory and all of those, all of those attributes that belong to deity and all of the, all of the special uh, privileges and prerogatives that go with deity. He laid that aside and took on the limitations of humanity. And, and because of that, without the Holy Spirit's help, he would have been unable to, to, to do the miracles he did. He would have been unable to give the answers he did and, and to provide them with, with their needs when, when he needed to meet their needs. He only did that by the power of the Spirit. They didn't understand that. And so when he said, I'm going away, they were sad. But he said, if you really knew, you'd be glad. Because it's so important that I go away because if I don't go away, this other helper that's just like me will not come. But when he comes, he's going to take my place. Now, now I'm going to get ahead of myself just a little bit, but let's look at the 14th chapter again. And look at this. It says, I will give you another helper just like me, another one of the same sort, that he may abide with you forever see he, he he said i'm leaving but another one's coming and he will abide with you forever we're never going to be without the holy spirit we are never again going to be helpless we are never again going to be on our own. You're not on your own now. Now, I know when we go through life, a lot of times we feel like because of circumstances and things that happen, sometimes it's easy to feel like you're all alone and nobody else knows and, and, and uh, uh, you just are out there sort of, sort of just trying to figure it out yourself and, and you don't know where the help's going to come from and where the wisdom's going to come from and you can feel isolated. He said, he will never leave you. Glory to God. He'll be with you forever. We have his abiding presence. In the church that I was raised up, does, it, does anybody remember the old song, He's, uh, uh, He Abides? He Abides. Does anybody, raise your hand if you remember that song. You didn't go to church I went to. Praise the Lord. We had a song that we sang, He Abides. Hallelujah, He Abides Today. Glory to God. He said, it goes something like, I've got the, the, the I'll just read it to you because I get the, the verses mixed up. Verse one says, I was trying to read uh, the chorus, but let's read the verses. Verse one says, I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk the pilgrim way, for the hand of God in all my life I see. And the reason for my bliss, yes, the secret all is this, that the comforter abides with me. Glory to God. And skipping the next verse, we'll go to the third verse. It says, he is with me everywhere and he knows my every care. 
I'm as happy as a bird and just as free. For the spirit has control. Jesus satisfies my soul since the comforter abides with me. Oh, glory to God. The chorus says, he abides. He abides, hallelujah, he abides with me. I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk the narrow way for the comforter abides with me. The writer of this song had some revelation. He, he had some revelation that, that in, in spite of what's going on in life, oh, glory to God, I'm as happy as a bird and just as free. Glory to God because the comforter abides with me. Oh, hallelujah. It's good to know that we're never gonna be without that help. Hallelujah. We need, we need to be aware that he's here. There are a lot of things in life that come against us to, that try to, to cloud our thinking. Isolate us in our thinking and get us over in, into a place of despair where we feel like we don't, we don't know what to do or who to turn to. I'm telling you, we have, the, we have the same one, the same one that gave Jesus every answer, provided every need not only for him, but for everybody around him. That same one, glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Now it goes on to say here, In verse number 16, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. (sighs) Glory to God. I'm going to, I'll get, the whole point that I'm making, I got ahead of myself and forgot to, didn't introduce this part. This whole thing here has to do with the spirit of truth. We've been talking about him in the sense of the helper, but he is especially the spirit of truth. Not just the spirit of information, but the spirit of truth. The whole, we, Sunday night, if you weren't here Sunday night, you missed a good message Sunday night, short but sweet. Sunday night, we talked about the fact that he's not just the spirit, he's the Holy Spirit. His essential character is holiness. And whenever he has his way and his will in our lives, we will take on that holiness that is his. And and it'll make us conscious of the fact that we are separated unto God. So we talked about that on Sunday night. But here today, I want to talk about 10 things, got ahead of myself, 10 things, <coughs> 10 things that are especially true and especially ours because of the spirit of truth, the spirit of truth. I've already talked about one, he abides with us forever, glory to God. Now the next part in verse 17, it says the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Now, the world does not know the Holy Spirit. They, they, there's no way that the world has access to what you have. 
That's why people around you sometimes seem to be so uh, unreasonably lost. If you know what I mean by that. They seem to be so devoid of the basic understanding of, of truth, of all kinds of truth. Well, they, they cannot know the Holy Spirit, but you know him. Now, he says here, <coughs> talking to the disciples, he said, the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit. It neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. He dwells with you, but will be in you. Now, the, when Jesus said that, the Holy Spirit wasn't dwelling in these disciples because they were not born again. They were still, still spiritually dead men. But the Holy Spirit <clears throat> was in Jesus. And like I said, the Holy Spirit was animating Jesus. Everything that Jesus did was really a product of the Holy Spirit taking the things of the Father and showing them to him. And Jesus, <coughs> excuse me, Jesus simply acted out what he saw. But he saw that from the Spirit. Now, the world had no idea what was going on. The disciples really had no idea what was going on, but they really were familiar with the Spirit. They just didn't know it. Because everything Jesus did was the Spirit in manifestation. So they knew him, but they didn't know they knew him. They didn't know where that help was coming from. But Jesus said, you know him, but he will be in you. He's with him, he's with you, but he will be in you. Oh, glory to God. Although the the first thing, if you're taking notes, he will abide with you forever. Number two, although the world does not know him and cannot receive him, you know him and he is now in you. See, the Holy Spirit has taken up residence on the inside of us. I love the song, He Abides, but it's only part of the revelation. He not only abides with us, he's living in us. See, that doesn't have the end. We know it's true. Up here, we know it's true. But the the defeated Christian goes through life defeated because... If he, regardless of how much he knows up here, if he's not acting on it, if, he, if it's not alive on the inside of him, he's not accessing it. Well, the Holy Spirit is in us and we are so often not aware that he's there. If we were aware that, that we don't have to reach out to, to, to get an answer, we can reach to the inside. The answer's on the inside of you. In every situation in life, the answer you need is not on the other end of the phone. The answer's on the inside of you. Glory to God. Oh, praise the Lord. He abides not only with us, he abides in us.
Now go over, we're in the 14th chapter, go over to verse number 26. Verse 25, Jesus said, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, there's more to that than we realize. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the helper whom the Father will send in my name. See, Jesus, what he's, he's trying to get them to see that, he's, that, that the ministry they're receiving from him is an introduction. He came to introduce them to the Father, and he did it by the help of the Holy Spirit. He said, the things that I'm saying, I'm saying while I'm with you. But there's one coming after me who's just like me. He said, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. He will teach you all things. Now, when he said, the Father sends you, the Father will send him in my name, what does that mean? That means that when, when you're born again in the new birth, when you, when you received Christ and became a child of God, the Holy Spirit came in to live on the inside of you, but he came, Jesus said, the Father will send him in my name. That doesn't just mean by his authority. In other words, the Holy Spirit came when you were born again. He came to live in you in the, in, in, in the name of Jesus. He came as the spirit of Christ. Remember that expression? In Romans chapter 8 it says, If any man does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And then over in Galatians, he says that, that he sent the spirit of Christ and when he comes in, he cries, Abba, Father. That, that word Abba means daddy. It's a very tender word for father. It means my, my precious father, my daddy. See, when, when the Holy Spirit comes in, he comes in not in his own name. He comes in in the name of Christ. That's, that's the whole point of Jesus saying, I'm sending another one just like me. He comes in to take the place of the Lord, but he comes in as the personal representative of the Lord. He is everything to us that Jesus would be if he was right here present with us. He comes as the Spirit of Christ, and the most fundamental or foundational thing he does is witness to us that we are a child of God, that we belong to the family. Glory to God. What, what does it say in, in, uh, also in Romans chapter 8? It says the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. I tell you what, when you got born again, if you'll remember, if you'll remember when you were saved, when you accepted Christ, people talk about it, their experience in different ways, but one common thing people say is that when they came to Christ, it was like a, a, a weight was rolled off of them. You know, that burden, they talk about the burden and the weight of sin that lifted off of them. And they felt free, like the song said this morning, free as a bird, just free. 
Now, the way it came to me when I came back to the Lord, I was saved as a youngster, but I, I got away from Christ. But when I came back to the Lord, because I had been living, you know, a real uh, uh, dangerous and, and, and uh, rebellious lifestyle, and, and the, the pressure was really getting to me. And when I, when I came back to Christ, the, way, the best way I could describe it, I described it at the time, was that I, it felt like coming inside from a, from a cold, miserable rainstorm where it's just raining and it's cold and just come in. You know how that feels? You come in and, and, and you get on some warm clothes and you sit down by the fireplace and, you're, and the storm is raging outside, but now you're dry and you're warm. It just, it just felt like I had, I had come home. And that's what happens in the new birth. We have that witness that we're, we're part of the family now. Oh, glory to God. We've come into the safe harbor. We've come into the place of God's provision and protection. Hallelujah. It says that uh, the spirit of truth, the helper, who's the spirit of truth whom the Father will send in my name, then it says he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. We have the teacher on the inside of us. He will teach us everything we need to know. And, and the neat thing about it is, I'm so glad he said it this way. He said, and, and he will bring to your remembrance all the things that I've said to you. Listen, how many times have you been in church and the preacher preached something or uh, you, you listened on, on, on TV or something, a preacher's preaching, and, and all of a sudden you realize, oh yeah, I knew that. I used to practice that. How did I get away from that? Listen, the Lord knows you're going to forget some stuff. <laughs> I'm so glad. He said, he will bring to your remember. The one thing about this teacher is he is such a patient teacher. The best teachers are not the teachers that ridicule their students. The best teachers are the teachers that are patient. And, and though a student keeps, keeps not getting it or misunderstanding or partly gets it and then the next day doesn't quite get it, what does that teacher do? A patient teacher, a, a really good teacher, will just keep bringing that person back, not humiliate that person, just keep bringing them back, get them to say it again, get them to go over it again, and they just keep doing that. And, and it doesn't matter if it takes 10 times or 20 times or 50 times. A good teacher will just stay with you and say, now, now, come back. Remember what we talked about. Remember how I laid this out and, and go over it again. That's how the Holy Spirit is. He is a patient teacher and he will remind you as often as you need reminding. And he's not going to, to criticize you. He's not going to, now if you're in rebellion, he will. But if you're just going, you know, you're trying to lay hold of stuff and you're trying to make it through life and, and some things slip your, your spiritual understanding, things that you know that you know to walk in and, and you used to walk in and you had revelation on and it's, listen, the Lord will just bring you back. So now remember, remember, that's what, that's what was, was referred to in the book of Romans when it says that, that the trying of your, of your faith works patience and patience experience. 
So we need that experience. And a lot of times the Holy Spirit will bring you back. Remember? Remember how you overcame? Remember how you, how you uh, uh, walked in a place of, of understanding and revelation and victory? He'll just bring you back. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That was number four. Go over to the 15th chapter. We're still talking about the spirit of truth. Verse number 26, 15, 26. But the helper, when the helper comes, whom I will send you from the Father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. The Holy Spirit will always point you to the Lord Jesus Christ. His job, and I'm talking about as the spirit of Christ and the spirit of truth his job is not to bring attention to himself. His job is to point you to Christ. He, his job is to, is to remind you of the things of the Lord and keep your attention on Jesus. There is a tendency among spirit-filled people to... A lot of times the Holy Spirit is, is trying to minister to us and we, we, we misunderstand what he's saying. And it becomes all about us. And all about what we can do and what he has for us. You know, when I, when I mis, uh, spoke to, to uh, Bonnie Evans back there, when the Holy Spirit uh, said that to me, said, tell her that those obstacles are defeated, she understood that, they're def- that, that that's not all about her. That that victory comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. See, the, the Holy Spirit will always build Jesus up. He will always become greater and grander in your estimation when the Spirit's in manifestation. As, as believers and as Spirit-filled Christians, we have to be on, on the alert, not be nervous about it, but we need to be on the alert that when the Holy Spirit's moving in, in his power and especially in power and in demonstrations and manifestations of the Spirit and we're conscious of the Spirit's presence, we need to be careful that we don't just focus on the Spirit but understand why all of that's happening. That's happening to build up Christ. That's happening to, to, to draw us closer to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. He will testify to me. He will always point us to Christ. That's number five. Number six, now, now this is really skipping over, but there's an, a, another part of that. It says here in verse number uh, uh, 20, yeah, 27, and you, it says in 26 that he proceeds from the Father. He will testify of me. And then verse 27 says, and you also will bear witness. You also will bear witness. Now that jumps over to Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. And you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit bears witness to Jesus on the inside of us, takes the things of the Lord and makes them real in our lives, but then he empowers us to, to witness for the Lord ourselves, to be a witness our own selves to other people. 
so that other people can see Christ in us. See, just like the Holy Spirit's job is to point us to Christ, our job is to point people to Christ. That's, that's, why, that's why Jesus left us here. I know I've, I, when, particularly when I was young in the Lord, I used to think, you know, I got my life straightened out. I love God. Listen, why am I even here anymore? Why doesn't he just save us and take us on to heaven, you know? Because back then I was real, you know, kind of concerned about backsliding. Because the denomination I came out of, we were backslided minded. I mean, people are always backsliding and losing their salvation. We thought losing their salvation, you know, and anybody could just, you know, you, you just, people would testify, oh, y'all pray for me that I'll hold on faithful to the end. There was that consciousness, you know, that, that we might not make it. And so I thought, well, it would have been better for him to, to get me right with God and then just take me on home. But no, he left us here for a purpose to be a witness. We are, like I said a couple of weeks ago, we are ambassadors. Well, that's the, that's the role, the, 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 the teacher on the inside. He is the spirit of truth, but he also not only bears witness on the inside of us, of Christ, but he enables us to bear witness of Christ to others. Praise God. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Now go to verse chapter 16. Verse number 12. He said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. I have many things, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Well, the reason they couldn't bear them was because they weren't born again. They still still had the Spirit speaking through Christ, so they were familiar with His ministry because they were the recipients of it through Christ. But because the Spirit wasn't in them, there was just some things they weren't capable of, of, of hearing. And Jesus said, There's some, I, have, I have many things, not a few things. I have a lot of things. I pity people who only know the Lord through the Gospels. Now, the Gospels are a great introduction to the Lord. But Jesus left here with a lot of things that we need that he never spoke in the Gospels. Somebody said it like this, the epistles contain all those things Jesus left here unsaid. They're in the epistles. Well, Jesus said, I, I, I have still more, many things, many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But listen, now that you're born again, you can bear them. Those things that the disciples during Jesus' earthly walk, those things that, that were over their head, they're not over our head. I know head's not, you know, it's not, it's not a mental thing, but my point is, you know, they're, they're not above our pay grade anymore. Amen? We're capable of receiving everything Jesus needs to share with us. The reason a lot, now I know it sounds like I'm against calling, you know, somebody for prayer. I'm not. I've done it and I'll do it again. There's nothing wrong with, with reaching out because we need one another. And a lot of times somebody else 
The Holy Spirit can speak through somebody else and that's even though it's the other person talking, it's the Holy Spirit talking through them. So I believe in that. So don't misunderstand me. But on the other hand, people who constantly are looking to somebody else for their answers, they need to understand, you, you need to understand you're capable of understanding everything you need to know. That the Holy Spirit will reveal what you need. You're able. He said, you're not able yet, but we're able now, praise God. We can bear them now. Now, he went on to say here, he said, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Now, arriving at the point of all truth is not an instant occurrence. You don't just go from not knowing to suddenly you got it all. It says he will guide you. Being guided is a process. Because if you don't want to go, he won't continue to guide you. If you don't want to know, he won't keep, he won't keep telling you. You can know all of the... All of the things, he said, are many things that I yet need to speak to you about, but you're not ready for them. You can't handle them. Well, now we can handle them, but we still have to participate. We still have to have a desire to know those things. We have to have a desire to go deeper with God. If you don't want to go any deeper with God, you'll stay just like you are. But on the other hand, if you're willing to be led, he will guide you. People are saying, oh, Lord, lead me, Lord, lead me, Lord. Lord said, I'm doing my best. <laughs> Why don't you start following? <laughs> saying, lead me, Lord, lead me. And he's saying, follow me, son, follow me. He will guide us into all truth. You know, a guide is one of the, one of the uh, seven meanings of the, of the word helper, parakletos, is that he's our guide. Well, you know, a guide is somebody that knows the way. A guide is somebody that's been there before. A guide is somebody that knows where the right turns are. And, and uh, he knows where the, where the problems are. If you go into one of these caverns in the United States, like Carlsbad Cavern, you know, or one of these other places... Uh, Pastor Greg likes to do that. You know, their family likes to do this caving stuff, you know. And uh, what is, what's that term for that? Splunking, you know. Well, you know, it, it, you need to have a guide. Because a, because a guide knows, no, no don't, don't, don't turn there. I know, it's, I know it doesn't look like that's a problem, but there's a big old hole right there. Don't, don't go that way. A guide knows where the problems are. But not only that, a guide knows where the good places are. A proper guide, you might, if you, don't, you, you, can, you can be on a, you know, go out to, to uh, the Grand Canyon or go to some of the other big monuments, you know, natural places, you know, monuments, national park, all of these places. And you can see some wonderful things, but you'll miss a lot of it if you don't have a guide. Sometimes when I've gone fishing, fly fishing, I've hired a guide 
because there are some waters that you just walk by a stream, you might not think there's anything there, but the guy know, yeah, there's some big trout. There's some good trout water over here. A guide knows where the good places are. Glory to God. He will guide you. He will guide you into all truth. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.